Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva, Kiralam, Kolo Nastira, 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 Kati, Anjata. In this age of Kali, no one can perform all the ritualistic ceremonies for becoming liberated. That is extremely difficult. Therefore, all the Shastras and all the Acharyas have recommended that in this age one chant the holy name. Omagyana timirandasya gyananjana salakaya chakshurum militam jena Chaitanya Mano Vishnam Stapitam Tenabutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahiyam Tatatisva Patantikam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangunam Kayate Gadim Yat Kripa Tamaham Bande Sri
Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is Atmarama. One of the characteristics of, a, of the Lord is that he's self-satisfied. Devotee also, Atmarama, self-satisfied, happy in themselves. Right? This is natural position of a of a devotee. He doesn't have to achieve anything. The nature of a devotee is that they like to serve. Knowing that they're an instrument. This was Arjuna's realization. You know, when he saw the universal form, he could see all of the well, even before that, he recognized Krishna as the source of everything. And, and the ultimate truth. And um, he accepted Krishna as such. But after seeing, after seeing the universal form, and, and Krishna explains how he can see everything in the creation in one place. Right? Everything in the creation in one place. And so I had to be given transcendental eyes in which to see it see that form, because after seeing that form, Arjuna was petrified, because <laughs> he, he saw the demise of it, he saw the creation of everything, the, 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 the intermittent stay, you know, the, 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 the short period of time that we all stay in this material world, and then the destruction of everyone. And, and so could understand his part, his plan, place in, in the whole scheme of things. And, and, and that he was to be an instrument, as Krishna points out in the Bhagavad Gita. The devotee is an instrument in the Lord's mission. You know, there is a purpose for life. It's not just a, it, it didn't just happen by chance. There's too many things that are a coincidence. You know, just for us to exist is a miracle. The chance, you know, the chances of, the chances of us just being born, there are just so many things that can go wrong between you know, the, the, the interaction between a man and a woman. Because the demons, this is, this is what Krishna also mentions in the Bhagavad Gita, the demons think that life is produced from sex. But, you know, the, the, it's, that in and of itself is a miracle. That creation, of, and what to speak of the creation of, you know, the human, us in the human form. All of the other forms, just a miracle that these things happen, that they take place. And so the devotees, and that it isn't just a, 
It didn't all happen quite because of an explosion, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. This notion that it, there was a big bang and we, we get the order, uh, you know, we can predict to the, to the, to, to a, to, to less than a moment the time in which the sun will rise in the morning and will set in the evening. We can, we can predict it to, you know, so accurately. Today, a hundred years in the future, a thousand years in Europe. So it, it is not a, so, so there's a plan. There's a plan. And of course, Prabhupada mentions the purpose of life is to understand what our, what our part is in, a, in the overall scheme of things. To understand our personality and to understand the personality of Godhead, the person, God, with whom we all have a relationship. And, and this is the beauty of the Bhagavad Gita, the beauty of the Bhagavatam, that in these literatures we get a very clear uh, uh, analysis, clear analysis, and it has its own internal, you know, consistency, fluidity, right, and consistency. Of, of how the universe is structured and, and how the universe is, is structured around the spiritual aspects, the spiritual identity, the original spiritual identity that we all have. This is, like Prabhupada says, isn't it? there is much in the Bhagavad Gita that you'll find in other literatures, spiritual literature. But there's also information that you will not find anywhere else. Right. Clear, clearly. Thirteenth, right. seventh chapter. Thirteenth uh, uh, chapter. The you know, description of the chapter, the chapter of Gya, the field of activities, the knower of the field. The Sankhya philosophy, where, or, well, in, in the in the seventh chapter, is it the seventh or the eighth? We get a description. What is it? Um, a description of these material elements. Seventh chapter, right? Right? We get a description of the basic material elements. And in the 13th chapter, we get, an ex we get an expansion of that information. Prabhupada mentions it in the purport of Bhumira Palmalofayu. How these gross material elements then relate to the senses and the sense objects that, that make up our experience in, in, in working in the material world. Right? Very clear delineation. Here are the material elements, here are the objects of the senses, here are the senses. And of course the senses and the mind, 
Because in the table of contents, if you want to know what the basic point is in that section, then it's all here. If you're short of something to say in class, look at the table of contents. You'll get a hint. And so what is it here? Uh, surrender to Krishna is the real religion. Right? 162, page 162. And then interestingly, 169, which is what we're leading up to. We're, we're on page 168. 169. Chanting is always beneficial. And, and uh, Yamaraj is talking to his sons, interestingly here. They're his servants, but how does he refer to them? Putrakaha. Pasyata Putrakaha. Just see my sons. Right? Very, and a very important statement. Nam Uchalana Mahatmya. Look at the glories. Mahatmya means the glories. And Nama, the holy name. Uchalana, pronouncing. Right? Just saying. Not regularly, regularly chanting. And as Prabhupada points out in the translation, he wasn't even chanting Narayan's name to call out to Narayan, he was chanting Narayan's name to call out to his son. Huh? So, what's that called? What kind of chanting is that called? If you're inattentive. So it's Almost offensive chanting, right? Almost, because you know, what do we? What's our tenth offence? To not have faith, to not have complete faith in the chanting of the holy names, even after hearing so many instructions on this matter, right? To be inattentive whilst chanting, effectively. So. Ajahnil didn't know that he wasn't, or so he might have known, but he wasn't consciously aware of it. But still, look at the benefit that he got from, you know, from this chanting, the name of Narayan. <clears throat> so, so, Yamaraj is saying, Putraka, my sons, my servants. Which is which is which shows how much affection we should have for our dependents, right? We should treat our dependents as if they're like our children. Interesting. Um, um, but as I just see the casual chanting, the pronunciation with it's like you know. Ujjarana uh, Nam. What happens? Right? What happened? <clears throat> when you chant the holy name of the Lord, Mrityu Pasat, 
amuchata. The ropes of death. He was delivered from the ropes of death by the chanting. So, a devotee is very satisfied. Uh, we can be satisfied and happy in chanting Hare Krishna. Knowing that we don't have to meet Yamaraja's servants. Uh, but, despite the fact that Krishna is Atmarama and his devotees are Atmarama, they're satisfied, we're happy. Whew, I don't have to meet Yamaraja. Huh? <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm also sinful, I don't have to meet Yamaraj. But still, a devotee, whilst being happy, right, devotees are happy at the same time, and Lord Chaitanya Krishna is Sajit Ananda, yet he has a concern. He has a worry. Now, why does the Supreme Personality of God have a worry? Huh? Why do the, you know, what is it? The devotee is up high, right? Without fear, without concern, I guess. Right? But still, Krishna and the devotees have worries. They have concerns. But what is, what is their concern? Lord Chaitanya, was asking Haridas Thakur, I have a worry. How will the uh, the fallen, the Malechas and the Yamanas, these are considered fallen in Vedic culture, how will they be delivered? Right? So even though a devotee is Atmarana and self-satisfied, and Krishna himself is self-satisfied, at the same time, he has a worry. He's concerned. He's concerned about others. Not concerned about himself so much. Because he knows. I'm going to be looked after. Krishna will look after me. But what about the others? And now, you know, according to Vedic culture, we can just forget about these guys. Right? They're just fallen, malechas, yavanas. Sinful people, asuras, ah, why worry? Well, why worry? But, interesting, uh, just as Yamaraj is concerned for his dependence, Krishna is also concerned about everybody's well-being, not just the devotees. Well, not just the devotees. Because he likes the devotees. <laughs> Devotee will never perish. But he's also concerned about the welfare, welfare of everyone. Right. You know, Srila Prabhupada could have stayed in Vrindavan. His life was perfect. But he was, what was, you know, what was the impetus? 
for him to leave the place where he was, you know, perfectly situated, and he went to uh, New York, suffering great inconvenience. Of course, life was a struggle in Vrindavan, but <laughs> <laughs> the struggle was magnified by about a thousand times, if not more, by his going to New York. But why did he do it? Because of the order of his guru, which ultimately was the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, right? The order of the, the instruction given to the Goswamis, right? Spiritual master. Spiritual master, yeah, the order of the spiritual master. So Lord Chaitanya is asking, he's worried, he's deeply concerned. What about the Yavanas? And of course Haridas says, don't worry. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the natural reaction of a devotee to Krishna's worry or concern. Don't worry, I'll fix it. Right? But actually it's already fixed. By Lord Chaitanya's arrangement, actually it's already fixed. Right? This is why Lord Chaitanya is called Namo Mahavadanyaya, because he's actually given the solution. And what is the solution? Prabhupada mentions here. And you know, this is this. This is, our, this is the pop goes Hare Krishna. If anybody's got a problem, what do we say? <laughs> Chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> I was talking to a gentleman the other day, came for lunch, and he wanted me to give him some instructions. And I said, I can't really instruct you because I don't know you. Anyone has some advice. Because I was talking to another devotee the previous day, and he was telling me, you know, around here, everybody wants, you, wants to tell you what to do. <laughs> I said, yeah. Hare Krishna is good at telling people what to do. That's what they, that's what they like to do. Is when I'm confused, I don't know what to do because there's so many people telling me what I should be doing. I don't, I don't know what to do. So I said, well, you know, Prabhupada said, everybody's servant is nobody's servant. <coughs> you can't do what everybody tells you to do. You've got to find somebody that you can trust. Right. Somebody who's experienced and somebody who knows you. But what's, what's the point of giving somebody advice when it's stupid? It's actually not relevant to their situation. So before you give advice to somebody, you have to know them. Which is why Prabhupada recommends, and you know, the Shastra recommends, uh, if we to take on a, a, a guru, siksha or diksha or otherwise, we have to test them. Otherwise, how do you know? You'll, everybody around here will tell you what to do. Right? I used to be really confused because I'd have, I'd have uh, Yugi Tita would be telling me what to do, Javier Dhan would be telling me what to do, uh, um, but uh, 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 what's Sangha done? What's Sangha us? Uh, I forgot his name, which is not a bad thing. Oh, Mark. Yeah, Dr. Mark, the pot washer. He used to tell me what to do. 
Or he used to come to me and he'd say, Hey, murder, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, so after a week of living in the temple, I was thinking, what, What's going on here? <laughs> All these people telling me what to do. <laughs> Anyway, one valid instruction. Forget all the others. Forget all the others. And, and, and I said this, look, I can't really tell you what to do because I don't know you well enough. But here's what I can recommend. Chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> this is our one-size-fits-all problem solver. Right? Chant Hare Krishna. And, and stay in the association of the values. But ignore about 99% of what you're told to do. Like one devotee asked me the other uh, on Saturday night, devotee asked me, I heard that you should, if you're not initiated, you shouldn't wear three strands of tulsi beads around your neck. And I said, Yeah, I heard that too, but I'm not sure where that comes from or where it is relevant. But said, Can you do me a favour? And wear three strands of tossy beads for a week and then let me know what happens. <laughs> let's, let's put it to the test. Uh, I told you, I said, one thing that I was told when I first started coming to the temple was that you have to scrape your tongue, where you've got to clean your tongue. This is an important step in bhakti yoga. <laughs> but not on a policy. <laughs> You don't do it on a policy. So I thought, oh, okay, I won't scrape my tongue on a policy. <laughs> I did that for many years. Huh? Then I mentioned one of my friends, oh, that was ridiculous. Where did that come from? <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? All it means is you've got a dirty tongue on a policy, you know. So, so I stopped. I stopped not scraping my tongue on the codice. Now I go and clean tongue every day. <laughs> Instead of two days of the month, it's dirty. <laughs> so, one valid instruction that we can give everybody that's good for everyone in all times, places, and circumstances. Here. Because we can see, look at the potency. The potency of chanting Hare Krishna. And, and how Haridas Thakur explains to Lord Chaitanya. The Malachas and the Yavanas call out Haram, Haram, <laughs> if something bad happens. And even though the devotees, when they call out Ram's name with great attention and with devotion, Love and dedication, and they know the potency of chanting the Lord's name. Uh, and even though the even though there are those who chant but don't know the potency, and they're not even chanting the same, they're not chanting the name knowing that it's the name. It's it's the it's something different in their language. It means something different. It means horrible. It's horrible. Still, they get the benefit of chanting Ram's name. As we see that here in Narayan. Oh, sorry, with Ajahnam. So, this chanting of Hare Krishna and this distribution, right? So, this was Lord Chaitanya's 
mission was that in order to benefit everyone, even those who don't know what they're chanting or what they're hearing and its benefits, still by the liberal distribution of the Holy Name, this is the Sankirtan movement, then everybody is, is benefited. And, and, you know, this really is our purpose. If we want to know what our purpose is in the Hare Krishna movement, if we want to know what the purpose of life is, it's, it's to chant Hare Krishna. And, of course, to chant Hare Krishna, not in this inattentive or in this state of ignorance, but rather to come to the point of chanting Hare Krishna in a state of understanding, a state of knowledge. Right? This is a good part of our practice, is to learn how to chant Hare Krishna without offence, which is why we chant the Ten Offences every day. Like Prabhupada introduced this. So that we will learn, eventually we'll learn, how to chant um, uh, and get the full benefit because that Pure chanting of Hare Krishna brings us to, to the point of Krishna Pram, right? Bahu Jamma Kariyani Shravana Kita Tabhutana Pai Krishna Pade Premadan. Right? The gift of Prema can be achieved or received if we learn how to chant Hare Krishna. Right? And all of the other <laughs> all of the other benefits of liberation are automatically achieved just by chanting Hare Krishna, even inattentively, or you know, with, even with some events. That's the potency of chanting Hare Krishna, very powerful. And of course, this is the methodology by which the Lord has created our good fortune. Our good fortune has been created by the chanting Hare Krishna. And in appreciation of that good fortune and in being concerned about Lord Chaitanya's anxiety and Krishna's anxiety for the fallen souls, he, you know, our mission is to give this chanting to everybody, which is, which is the Sankirtan. The Sankirtan party is to distribute the holy name liberally so that everybody, even if they're disqualified, even if they're you know the most fallen, the most sinful, it doesn't matter. There's still Krishna's parts and parcels, right? Mamai Vamsa Jiva Loka Jiva Buddha Sanatana. Manashastan Kashati. And because there's that relationship, then Krishna sees everybody as his dependents, as his sons, effectively. Right? Krishna says, I'm the seed giving father. What is it? Aham Bija Pita Pradam, something like that. I'm the seed giving. So Krishna's the, the father. And, you know, even if 
one's sons are not behaving properly. You know the story of the prodigal son. Still, the parents concerned. Child's not is left home and doesn't even contact, but the parents are still worried about them. Still concerned. You know, a mother is always concerned about the welfare of her children, right? And wants to render service. I, 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 we used to have this tussle with my mum all the time. She would want to cook for us, but you know, because. She was not um, a pucker Vaishnavi. <laughs> we used to, we couldn't eat a cookie. Um, but, you know, the maternal affection for her son was what prompted her to want to give and to do something. So, we had to work out, you know, we, we eventually worked, mum wanted, mum would do all the ironing. When we would stay with my parents, mum would get happiness out of, and you know, my mum has a particular way of folding socks, which my wife won't do. <laughs> but mum would always fold socks, so such a way so that you could just pull the, you could, the socks turn inside out, but with the, the foot of the sock is tucked in, right? So you can just pull, you, you pull the top of the sock on your foot, then you roll up the rest on it. It's an easy way to put your socks on, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't met anybody else who does socks like that. So, but my mum was happy to do the washing and the ironing. And she was also happy if she wouldn't cut up. My wife would her do the cut up. We had a cupboard at my parents' house. We had a cupboard where we kept all of our sushi pots and pans and everything. Which, but it's affection. You know, you can't stop a mother's affection. And so, similarly, Krishna has affection for everybody, even if they're the most fallen. Because, you know, sometimes a devotee think, oh, you're out of it, you're fallen. You know, why should I have anything? But no, even if a person is fallen, Lord Chaitanya is concerned. Krishna is concerned. He, because they're his, his putra, children, sons, sons and daughters. So, a devotee is concerned about easing the anxiety for everyone. Lord Chaitanya's anxiety is for the suffering condition you know, what is it? Uh, um, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Doya Koramore What is it? Patita Pavana Hetu Tava Avata Yeah, you have come to, your mission is to save the most fallen. Huh? And this is, what is it? Narutam. Mm -hmm. Prayer. I'm the most fallen, save me. <laughs> right? <laughs> but his mission is to, Tab Avatar is to, the cause, Hetu, 
right, is Patita Bhavana, is to uplift everybody who's fallen, right? Who's not fallen? This <laughs> day that's who's not fallen. And we think we're so advanced, but actually, you know, just travel, hop in the time, time travel capture would go back a few years. Yeah, I Huh? I Yeah. So, very interesting that uh, Prabhupada mentions here, and this is Lord Chaitanya's mission, Harinama, Harinama, Harinama. So it's our mission in life to relieve Lord Chaitanya's and Krishna's anxiety for the welfare of everyone is to distribute the holy name. Is to preach. Right? Is to work together and distribute the holy name to everyone. Don't look at the fallen as you know people to be ignored or to be disregarded as fallen. Papa said this was this was a fault of the Brahminical culture and why the Muslims became prominent because the Muslims were converting people. And the Brahmins wouldn't do anything to get them back. Huh? They, they would, oh no, now he's a Malachi, he's fallen, oh, we can't associate with him. Huh? And of course, we're careful about our association. Huh? But, Chani Hare Krishna, distributing books, distributing prasad for the benefit of everybody, you know, that doesn't require a lot of association with fallen people. We do it in the association of the devotees. But really we should understand this is, you know, Krishna's mission and Lord Chaitanya's mission, especially in this day and age, is to help the fallen. Well, and of course that's how we make progress. That's how we, that's actually how we make advancement. We, we make advancement by, by Preaching. This is our yoga. Interesting. Interesting the yoga practice for Kali is Sankatan. And it's not a yoga performed in isolation. Right? It is Sankatan. This is why the avatar is described as uh, in, in, what is it? Um, Krishnamanam, Tristar Krishnam. Sangol Pangashta Parashadam. Right, so in the association of his, his weapons, what are his weapons? The holy name, books, uh, Iskon bullets, gulab <laughs> <laughs> uh, chamans or samosas or whatever, cauliflower pakoras. Uh, you can't beat somebody with a philosophical argument, you can beat them with one of Korma's cauliflower pakoras and his pineapple chutney. And Sango Panga Anga, right, was it? His, his devotees or Parashadam, his associates. Right, so this, this yoga practice is not something where we go to the Himalayas and, you know, meditate by ourselves. But this yoga system is done with others. 
which is the hardest part. The hardest part of being a, a member of the Hare Krishna movement is the fact that you have to work with others. Right? And they don't always agree with what you, what, they don't always think what you're thinking. But you have to work together. Right? And, and, it's very, and, and, and so this is it, you know, this, this working together for the benefit of others. This is what we do, this is our mission. No? And how do we do that? Liberally distribute the Holy Name. Liberally. Liberally distribute books. And liberally distribute Pashana. This is this was Prabhupada's pretty much. And then give instructions to people that we know, right? Samsara, Dava, Nalavi. And, and we, how do we, we determine that by who's, understanding who's sincere. By their inquiry, you know. This is how we determine. Samsara, Dava, Nalavi, Loka. Trinaya, Karanya, Ganagana, Pam, Praptasya, Kalyana, Gunanavasya, Mande, we offer our obeisances to the guru, to the gurus, who are an ocean of good qualities that they get from Krishna. And they alleviate other people's sufferings by giving good advice. You can't really give advice to somebody that you don't know. Other than you're trying to hurry Krishna, that's okay. But other, you know, don't wear three strands of tulsi. Uh, don't clean your tongue on the cozy. <laughs> All those details. Actually, that's not our business to instruct individuals personally as gurus. Right? This is what we often do. Is think, oh, I've got to manage every aspect of another person's life. No! We're meant to train them so they manage their own lives. Right? If you want to manage everybody's life, that means you're just a power freak. Right? That's not what gurus do. Gurus empower their disciples to make their own decisions. And sometimes people make stupid decisions. So why should you do that for them? <laughs> right? Live. Go let people live their lives. So, you know, if we think, oh, I'm a guru, I instruct everybody, that's just silly. That's not what we do. We train people. This is what the Bhagavad Gita is about. We train people. Read the Bhagavad Gita. Right? Read the Bhagavatam. So that you can work out what your mission is. Right? You know, it's called self-realization. That's, that's where we should be helping them. Helping them understand who they are. And that's really help them understand the science of self-realization. When people are chanting Hare Krishna, it'll, they'll work it out, they'll work it out, because Krishna's in their heart. And he says, actually it's Krishna who reveals these things to people. Right? And maybe, you know, if you're a very, very extraordinarily advanced person, right? <clears throat> you can maybe instruct people. But, you know, what's the benefit of telling somebody you're a, you know, you're a peacock in Vrindavan. <laughs> Doesn't even know it's not a body yet, for example. So, 
Yeah, it's interesting. We, we, if we're going to, if we really want to benefit people, we give them the holy name. We give them the, the, the shastra. Right? We give them the tools. But, and, and we may, if, if, if we have got to know somebody over a certain period of time, and they trust us. You know, maybe we're in a position where we can advise people in some general basic principles of what they should do, which is basically, you know, what's your varna, what's your ashram, what's your sadhana, you know, what's the basics of being a devotee. But the details of people's lives, they have to make those decisions for themselves. Right? So, uh, the Yamadudas are being instructed by Yamaraj just see the benefit of chanting Hare Krishna even inattentively right? he cut the ropes of death and was free to then take up his, his actual his spiritual life and so um, we understanding the importance of Chanting Hare Krishna should distribute it widely and help people come to the point of self-realization so they can work out what their purpose, their purpose also is in life. And, and you know our purpose in life is to help them come to that point of understanding who they are, what their relationship is with Krishna and what they should do about it. Any comments or questions? I think you can do that technically, yes, it is doable. Should they do it? Tell them no. <laughs> no. Take your neck beads off when you're eating meat. Uh, just, uh, just advise them that whether you're wearing neck beads or not, you shouldn't eat meat. Try to avoid that. It's not auspicious. How does that sound? There's a, there's a general instruction you can give people, don't eat meat. <clears throat> but you know, really, the, the positive is offer your food to Krishna. Right? That's the positive. If we want to give people a positive rather than a don't, offer your food to Krishna. Of course, if you're offering your food to Krishna, then you know, the, that's automatically taken care of. Right? I used to have a friend and you know, used to go to used to go to his place to talk about Krishna but also, you know <coughs> we would do other things. And he had a Jagannath Balaram and Subhadra on his mantelpiece, right? So and they were sitting on a like a, a mat. Which would hang over the side of the mantelpiece. So whenever we're doing things that we probably shouldn't have been doing, some uh, uh, 
He would get the bat and he would just put it up and put it over the TVs. <laughs> As if Christians didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought that's a bit silly, isn't it? But, it, you know, it's interesting that I got introduced to Krishna consciousness by my. Uh, uh, don't smoke in France. So I found out about Krishna. It was from my. Uh... In fact, I used to go and buy dope for when I was a his Prabhupada disciple. And um, he's, he used to have the Bhagavad Gita and everything. And he's <laughs> mixed up like that. It's mixed up. But I used to see the Bhagavad Gita, you know, on those stands. Yeah, and he's. Oh, that's really spiritual, you know. I, I need to get one of those Bhagavad Gita's and get a stand. Because, well, I knew, obviously, you're supposed to read the Bhagavad Gita. And um, <clears throat> one might wonder, well, how come he's, he's selling his friends hash and so tell me he's got the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> a mix-up. But, uh, you know what Prabhupada gives that, what does he say? He says, uh, you know, you can take gold from a filthy place and you can take advice from a fool. So, my friends were fools in many respects, but at the same time they were chanting Hare Krishna. And you know, it was very, it was interesting. My friends used to tell me, you should be, yeah, chant 16 rounds and, you know, go to the temple, go to Mongolati, you know, follow the principles, you know. And then uh, after a while, Ajit uh, Shripa and I were, were doing that, and then I realised, hey, you guys, all the things that you told me to do, you're not doing it. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> What's going on here? So, you know, uh, I owe a debt to those friends of mine. Because even though they weren't practicing strictly, they were telling me what Prabhupada had told, told, it told everybody to do. And the instruction was potent. And um, I took it, we, we took it seriously and we followed it. And even though they weren't following it, we got the benefit of following it. So, give the positive. If somebody says I'm eating meat, you say, well, probably not that good for you, whether you're wearing tossy beats or not. You know, the Yamadutas can tell the difference. <laughs> or then, see, strictly speaking, those people who are chanting and committing offences still get the benefit. Positive benefits accrue to them. The, the negative activities might be a bit of a drag, they'll create a bit of drag, but eventually the good association of the devotees and the, you know, the benefits will accrue and gradually the, the unwanted things will be discarded. Gradually. Any other comments? Say that on Harry now. A lot of people are listening to the Holy 
So what's the benefit for them? They'll chant in due course of time. They'll now remember Christian tradition. Have you ever, you ever heard, um, you know, I've had this experience driving down, you know, summertime, everybody's got the car windows open and driving, and they got their, some people got their radios playing. And I remember one time I heard, you know, the Rolling Stones, Can't Get No Satisfaction, which is a song I heard when I was a kid. Right? That night I woke up. It's called an earworm. In German they have a word for it. It's called an earworm. So sometimes an earworm gets in your head. So that's what we're injecting. The Hare Krishna earworm. So one day after hearing the Hare Krishna mantra, often enough, they'll wake up at night and they'll be going, Hare Krishna, where did that come from? So that's called association, right? Yeah. You know, we hear, we hear rock and roll music and we hear that and maybe, that's why one of the first, whoops, one of the first uh, behaviours of the devotee is Asatsangatya, that we give up bad association when we're careful. Because it could be so subtle. Right? So just give it time. But it's just interesting how some song becomes like that in EOM, but Hare Krishna doesn't, all the way are chanting it. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Have you? I've often had dreams where I'm chanting Hare Krishna <laughs> and getting into it. Right? Or sometimes I'm leaning. And, um, but often just into chanting Hare Krishna. So it does. Kirtan is such an absorbing experience and it gives such a spiritual, you know, exhilaration that there's nothing else like it. There's actually nothing like chanting Hare Krishna. It's why the devotees are dancing and smiling and why when Harinam party comes down the street, then everybody else starts, they start tapping their feet and smiling, especially these days. In the 70s and the 80s, there would always be people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but these days, really, you see people, they're just, oh, they're smiling. And you know, the funny thing is, the funny situation, there'll be a young, there'll be a two-year-old or a three-year-old and the, the child will just be standing there transfixed and kind of responding and everybody will be looking at the kid and just laughing because right? everybody appreciates So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I often like to just hear a kirtan, you know, sometimes, not, not always when I'm working, because you know, it also can be a distraction, but you know, for what you're doing. But, um, you know, having a kirtan playing and then I know at night or just throughout the day, that tune that I was listening to, I will just start singing it spontaneously. So that's the, that's the good 
That's the benefit of association. Any other comments or questions? Ah, Majid. Thank you very much for a wonderful class. Hare Krishna, thanks and, and, and as you said, Lord Krishna is also concerned about us. Yeah. That's why he comes to support soul each and every year. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's why he's with us. And of course, why he sends the devotees. Right. Yeah. The devotees, they're the Vishnu Dutas. They're the messengers of God. Yeah. Yep. So Mahaprabhu is teaching three main things, Namruchi, Jivdaya, and Vaishnava. Yes, Jiva Daya, and in this case, being merciful to others and to yourself. Okay, Gantarashim and Bhagavatam, Kijaya, Kijaya, Gora, Bhakta, 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 Bhakta